Welcome to another edition of the Urantia Radio Podcast. I am your host, Jim Watkins, a longtime Urantia Book reader and student, and a host now for almost four years producing these Urantia Book podcasts, which are designed to help us all appreciate and understand the fifth epical revelation. Stand by. We're going to be talking about paper 16 and the seven master spirits. Who are they? What do they represent? What is their function? Why do they so often appear throughout the Old and New Testament, often referred to as the seven lamps of God, or God's seven spirits? Let's talk about that coming up on the Arantia Radio Podcast. I think this song is very appropriate for the times that we are in. No question about that. I also want to read something that I came across with the Arantia Fellowship. I get their emails, and they, uh, they have great articles, and, and one in particular that I really enjoyed, uh, which is called uh, Hope for the Present Crisis of Civilization. I want to give credit to Sharon Porter and Kay Cooper, uh, Urantia University Institute course in the spring of 2024. They, they write a short uh, a couple of paragraphs, and I just want to share with you because it inspired me, so I think it might inspire you, especially since we're all going through some pretty tumultuous times. And then we'll get into the seven master spirits. So Sharon and Kay write, when the Arantia book was given to this planet about 100 years ago, the writers spoke of the need for worldwide social reconstruction and economic reorganization. That's no surprise considering what the book reveals about the disastrous rebellion and default. The crisis in Urantia civilization has only become more obvious since the book arrived. Our civilization is beginning to change. It is beginning to be uplifted, restructured, and redirected. It feels like chaos and uncertainty, but we need to see it in a different light. This is the beginning of one of Urantia's, quote, most amazing and enthralling epics of social readjustment, moral quickening, and spiritual enlightenment, end quote. You may recognize that quote from the Urantia book. It is a promise. The book said in 1935, Urantia is on the brink of this epic of change for the better. The fifth epical revelation is initiating that enthralling epic. We feel like we are living in chaos and change, but we who have uh, the Urantia book, are called to a whole new way of seeing ourselves. And how do we contribute to the coming spiritual renaissance? Our book says only the real religion of personal spiritual experience can function helpfully and creatively in the present crisis of civilization. They continue to write, in the midst of such change, we all need the support of real religion, a genuine connection with spirit and a love for our sisters and our brothers on earth. Real religion opens us to the love of God. We are beloved children. Experiencing God's love changes us inside. We feel accepted, encouraged, strengthened, and hopeful. Loving and appreciating God as a nurturing, supporting, and caring parent causes us to want to be like Him, and we seek the beautiful values we see in deity. 
those values draw us into growing. Developing higher and higher values in ourselves is the very definition of growing. Our love expands. We see our brothers and sisters with new eyes. Instead of judgment, we see their need for the loving parent we have found. And when we open the door and allow our love to flow to them, joy blooms, and we love them more. We become even more connected as divine love flows to us and through us to our human family in service. Let's live our religion. Let's share the real religion of personal spiritual experience with everyone we can. Let's become the new teachers who are exclusively devoted to the spiritual regeneration of our sisters and brothers. We can give hope to the world in this present crisis. And that, of course, comes from Sisters in Spirit, Sharon Porter, Kay Cooper, Nancy Votrain, and Cecilia Lamke. All right, so let's take a little mental exercise, take a mental breath, uh, find some nice music here, and then we'll come back and we'll delve into the seven master spirits and some interesting stuff that I found in chapter 16 of the Urantia book. By the way, if you have a, a topic or subject on the Arantia Book Radio podcast you want, um, just let me know. It's easy to get a hold of us. Uh, Radio at gmail.com. Radio at gmail.com. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're doing this now four years. And it's just amazing. I, I keep seeing and meeting more people from the Arantia Book community. And I'm always so impressed by the, the quality of the, of the conversation and what's talked about and what's discussed. And uh, again, there's so many great Zoom meetings now that are being put on by various organizations. It's just very nice. It's flowering, you know. The Arantia Book Revelation, 100 years now. And uh, things are starting to happen. So I still think, you know, I'm I'm motivated to want to share the book with people because I know deep down uh, it just really lessens the burden of life knowing that this world is not in vain and that uh, it's just hard for me to fathom that so many people uh, just don't, uh, you know, if they knew, you know, if, if you imagine if you were a five-year-old just about to start grade school and you knew that you were going to be going to school for so many years and then you would graduate, but you don't really have a, a great concept of what your adult life is going to be because you just don't have enough knowledge. You don't know anything, right? So you're you're basically limited by your own conceptions of, of what reality is and but the Arantia book attempts to pull back a curtain and show this is why I was on a zoom call and you heard we were talking with uh, uh, Tong uh, the other day about his works his artistic works and it, it opens the door and it just shows you this wonderful Gary Tong yeah um, and his artwork does the same thing it, it opens the the, it shows you a wonderful picture, doesn't it? But it's not easy, and, and I know a lot of people get stumbled by part one of the book because it's it's explaining two things: one, the history of God and His immediate family, back in the in the eons of time, and one of the family are the seven master spirits. And what got me interested in that was that I was reading. I don't know why I just decided. You know, right now on social media, there's a lot of a lot of stuff about what what age we're in. Is, is this the end times? Are we in the end times? Uh, and and in Revelations, it starts off with uh, 
the very first paragraph. It talks, well, not the first paragraph. It's actually uh, Revelations 1, 12, and 13, and 20. Uh, it says, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And uh, in 13, Revelations 13, 1, 13, it says, And in the midst of the seven candlesticks are one like unto the Son of Man. So they're referring to Christ Michael in that reference, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. That's how they describe the way that the Son of Man looks to them. And then in, in 20, Revelations uh, 1 20, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, which is another reference to the Urantia book actually details who those, uh, the angels of the churches, the angels of religion. The, there's, there's actually groups of angels that are assigned to certain human activities. And then the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So it could be that they're referring to the churches that were popping up in that period. And, I, and I, believe me, I'm not a theologian. But my interpretation uh, is that they're talking about the seven lamps. The seven lamps is ref referred to in Zechariah 4.2 where it says, And he said to me, What do you see? I said, I see and behold a lampstand all of gold with a bowl on top of it and seven lamps on it with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. And then it goes on to read in Zechariah 4.2, He asked, What do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand. So again, lampstand. He's always talking about the lamps. Uh, and then finally he says, What thou see, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are uh, upon the, the top thereof. Now, interestingly, from the Arantia book, when it talks about the seven spirits, uh, think of a think of a tree trunk. So, what, what grows out of a ground uh, is the initial tree, and then that from that tree you get limbs, and then from the limbs you get branches, and then from the branches you get leaves, and then from the leaves you get seeds, and then those seeds kind of continue on the process. But in God's immediate family, there was just God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, the Trinity. But it was in those, what is the maximum relationship you could have between those three in terms of producing uh, personalities? And remember, the, 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 these are deities we're talking about. If you think of the fact that the physical representation of, of God the Father, the physical representation of God the Father can, can only be expressed by the 70 trillion burning suns that, that make up the entirety of creation. 70 trillion burning orbs. That's just a number, right? But it's, it represents the mass of energy of God the Father. Imagine the spiritual energy. Uh, imagine the intellectual energy. And these are all in the domains of the three deities, of which the first source and center is the origin of. So if you were to start to develop a family outward, then you would understand that the first thing you would have is an immediate family. And that immediate family 
if you're following me, would represent the relationship of each deity to itself. So what are the seven likenesses? It says in paper 1602, the seven master spirits thus have their origin in and derive their individual characteristics from the following seven likenesses. The Universal Father, the Eternal Son, the Infinite Spirit, the Father and the Son, the Father and the Spirit, the Son and the Spirit, and then the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So those are the seven maximum personality expressions you could have of the Trinity. So they represent the seven lamps of reality, the, the, the seven super universes. From Revelations, and I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the angel is, is telling this to John the Revelator. And then again, back to the Zechariah 4.2, and he said, what do you see? Lampstands, all of gold. So they're, they're looking and trying to express these seven master spirits that are so bright in their luminosity that looking at them from afar, they would look like lampstands. But what they're actually seeing is the entirety of the seven universes, a paradise. So from uh, 16... Uh, paragraph 1, 1. The seven master spirits of paradise are the primary personalities of the infinite spirit. So they're derived from the infinite spirit. In this sevenfold, uh, sevenfold creative act of self-duplication, the infinite spirit exhausted the associative possibilities mathematically inherent in the factual existence of the three persons of deity, had it been possible to produce a large number of master spirits, they would have been created. But there are just seven associative person possibilities, and only seven, inherent in the three deities. And this explains why the universe is op uh, operates in seven grand divisions, and why the number seven is basically fundamental in its organization and its administration. And again, what are these seven uh, universes run by but master spirits? Each one has one master spirit that is of its spiritual domain. Now, there's another thing that's interesting about this. Now, when the Urantia book talks about the seven master spirits, it explains their, their purpose. But there's another comment that they make in the very beginning that says, because the universe was intended to be inhabited, by living, mindful spirit beings, spirits with mind, people, us. says the, the, the only reason that these seven master spirits exist is because they're anticipating that there's a universe in creation. So I don't know if, if that is as profound to you as it is for me, but I just find it interesting that they said that the uh, energies represent the fact that the universe is, or will eventually be uh, inhabited by intelligent and spiritual beings who are also expressive of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And that's why these seven master spirits came into existence in the first place. It's a dim, diminutive downstepping of deity so that eventually you get to the point where you have 
the sons of God and the spirits of the infinite spirit. It's why we have a creative daughter spirit, which is where we get the Holy Spirit from. But we also have the creator son, Michael, who we know as Jesus of Nazareth. So, and so from the UB paper uh, 1625, I'll conclude with this. All of everything which has been told you concerning the divinity and personality of the conjoint actor, which is the third person of deity, the infinite spirit, applies equally and fully to the seven master spirits who so effectively distribute the infinite spirit to the seven segments of the grand universe in accordance with their divine endowment and in the manner of their offering of their differing and individually unique natures. It would therefore be proper to apply to the collective group of seven any or all of the names of the infinite spirits. Collectively, they are one with the conjoint actor and on all sub-absolute levels. And from the Urantia book 16.4.1, it says, It is literally true that these seven spirits are the personalized physical power, cosmic mind, and spiritual presence of the triune deity. Quote, The seven spirits of God sent forth to all the universe. From 16.4.3, The seven master spirits are the creators, creators of the universe power directors, and their associates, entities who are indispensable to the organization, control, and regulation of the physical energies of the grand universe. And these same master spirits very materially assist the creator's sons in the work of shaping and organizing the local universes. And if we go back to the Old Testament, there's a statement that's made in the book of Isaiah in chapter 11, verse 2, we will find what those seven spirits of God are. According to Isaiah, the seven spirits mentioned are the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Interesting, in paper 17, the Urantia book describes the seven master spirits, as having a hand <clears throat> in the organization, which eventually leads to the appearance of the seven adjutant spirits that work to improve the thinking level of material animals such as ourselves. And what are those seven adjutant spirits? They're very similar to how Isaiah described the seven spirits. The spirit of intuition the spirit of understanding, the spirit of courage, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of worship, and the spirit of wisdom, the inherent tendency of all mortal creatures toward orderly and progressively evolutionary advancement. These adjusters are from the divine spirit, who is the daughter of the infinite spirit, and it is this same third person of deity who not only sponsors the seven master spirits as described as the lamps of God, but are also reflective of what Isaiah believed were the seven lamps of God or the seven master spirits. So it would be easy to connect the sevenfold expression of deity with the emerging spirit in the mind of man. And to all of this, you can imagine, as I said, the trunk of a tree, then comes the long arching limbs, followed by the long, tender branches, 
which spawn leaves, themselves possessing of seedlings that start the whole process again and again. <clears throat> and so that's the takeaway from the seven master spirits and their overriding influence on all of us. It's a, it's a direction of energies coming through the, uh, the, from the deities through the seven master spirits distributed in seven grand divisions, which make up the present universe. So I hope that that meant something to you as it did me. Uh, I always enjoy pontificating on these great truths that emerge from the Arantia Revelation. And we have not delved into part one of the book in quite some time. And until next time, again, thank you for stopping by Radio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time right here on the Arantia Radio Podcast. And also thanks to David Dinger for providing such great music. 